The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a sofer who, uh, who lived here in New York City. Anyway, they were building a synagogue at the time. And uh, a rabbi, the rabbi of the synagogue calls the man in, the sofer in, and he says, listen, we're building a brand new building. It's beautiful, as you can tell, but we only have one sefer Torah. The guy walks in, and there's this beautiful building they're putting up, spending who knows how many millions. The rabbi says, I need you to check our sefer. I think we might have some mistakes. The sofer opens up the sefer, and just with a perfunctory you know, glance, just moving through the sefer quickly, you know, he's able to see m- mistakes. You know, it's old, letters are cracked. The sefer, he says, this sefer is pasul, you can't use the sefer. The rabbi says, Ooh, how much is that going to cost? He says, it costs a lot of money to, have a, to go through a whole sefer Torah and to do all the fixings, especially when it's one which is very old. If it's one mistake, it takes two seconds. You just fix that letter. But if it's very old and you find mistakes in the sefer, right? one mistake or ten, five mistakes il- illustrate that there's probably going to be hundreds of mistakes or thousands of mistakes throughout the sefer. So to go through, it's a very, very time-consuming job. So the guy tells him, he says, I think it will take me probably about a month. He says, the cost to fix, to go through the sefer and to fix it is $5,000. The rabbi says, listen, I'm sorry, all we have is 500. The sofer looks, you have millions of dollars for the brick, you have millions, you know, for the, for the railing, to, to fix the, to, you know, the cushions on the chairs, but you only have $500 for the sefer. He says, I'm sorry, because I can't work for a month for $500. Who, who, who does that? Anyway, he goes home. The sofer that night can't sleep all night. That's a sofer I want to write my tefillin mezuzot. <clears throat> he can't sleep. Why? He says, whether or not the rabbi, the community are cheapskates. Bottom line, they have one sefer, which means, if I don't fix it, this whole kehillah, they're not your tzekiriyat Torah ever. So $500 batih, $500 batih, I can't let them not have a kosher sefer. He calls up a friend of his who he knows also would not be able to sleep with that kind of knowledge. And he says, listen, there's a synagogue over here in New York. They have one sefer. They're only going to willing to give $500 to, 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 to fix the sefer. There's going to be tons of mistakes. It's going to take us a month. He says, let's split it. It's volunteer work pretty much. But they don't have another sefer. I'll take on half. You take on half. You will each take the two fifty, whatever. But obviously, it's uh, it's token amount. Are you willing to do it with me for the sake of the mitzvah? The other sofer says, "Yes." To go through the sefer it takes them about a month. They deliver the sefer to the synagogue. Um, the two of them together, they bring it to the rabbi. You know, they try not to make a big deal out of it. They don't want to lose the sachar, right? Uh, that they gained in, in berating the... Anyway, they give it to the rabbi. The rabbi says, Azagu Baruch. They stick in the thing. They leave the synagogue. They feel great. They feel fantastic. Why? They did a mitzvah. Nobody knows that they did it. You know, it's a, the whole thing is quiet. They didn't get paid. On their way home, Rabbi Tai, they're walking. And uh, the guy starts to need the bathroom. Now, the guy also has to go to the bathroom. So as they're walking, they're looking for a place. They see a building off the side of the road. 
They see it says it's a non-Jewish cemetery. They walk into the cemetery. The guard says, what's your name? They check the name. Check, he, t- he takes their driver's license. I guess uh, security. I don't know who they think he's going to kill in a cemetery. But he goes to the bathroom in the, in the uh, administrative building right there by the road. And then they go home. A month later, they get a phone call, each of them, asking, requesting that they turn up to court. They come to court. Each one didn't even know the other one was called. They're looking at each other. You called, you called. They, they sit there. The man says... Uh, the, they open up the court case. They say, were you here and here on this and this day? Uh, we see, we have your, uh, the guy says, yeah, I was there. They don't know if they should be getting a lawyer. You know, should they plead guilty? They said, yes, we were there. We were actually walking together. We had to go to the, had to go to the bathroom. We walked in. The lawyer says, I'm reading you the last will and testament of a fellow who died on that day. And he promised to divide his wealth, his fortune, amongst all the people who turned up to the cemetery to be at his funeral that day. They gave each one of the Sufrim $62,000. There are times when a person is doing the mitzvot, and they keep doing the same mitzvot, and they're waiting to see some sort of result in their life. You know, they're the good guy. They're the good guy. They went to shul, they went to the classes, they did the things, and they're looking at their friends who do nothing, and, and they don't understand. And yet again comes a tzivui from God the next morning, go to shul. Again comes a tzivui from God the next morning to be honest, to do the right thing. Rabbi sometimes a person experiences that those commandments are there for God to be able to set you up. But not the first time, not the second time, at some stage. 